Welcome to Sister Saving Sisters podcast, conversations that heal, impacting lives through conversations that heal the soul, sharing my personal cancer journey as I dig deep and unpacked experiences rarely talked about. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Nicole Robinson. Let's pull up and talk. No matter how you feel, maybe you have been. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is your host, Dr. Nicole Robinson. And joining me, of course, is my fabulous sister co-host, trauma therapist, Simone Kilgore. Simone, hey, Simone. Hey, Nicole, how are you? (laughs) I'm doing good. Yes, yes. Glad to be here again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, I'm so glad we're having this conversation. These are all about conversations that heal. Mm -hmm. And we just want to lead into our topic today, self-care. So I really want to dive into this conversation because right now there's so much buzz happening about Mm self-care. And Mm -hmm. so I want to talk about some of the differences around self-care because I know involving that there's this physical piece There's this mental piece, emotional, social, spiritual. So combining those, I want to just talk about coping and making healthier choices and how we can develop some more habits and helping us deal with this thing because it's such a needed conversation. So if I can just start off and say as a woman, as a sister, cancer patient, survivor, why do we really need to talk about self-care? Mm. <laughs> I know it's such a subject that seems to be easily discussed all over now in commercials and department stores and schools with elementary children. So we hear the phrase and terminology around self-care so often that I think the definition is getting pretty watered down. And so to talk a little bit about why it's important, we have to talk about also how it benefits you. So people who utilize self-care practices daily, whether they have a breast cancer diagnosis or not, it's just an essential, almost ingredient to life that we need to live a fuller, happier, healthier life. And so I'm sure we can all think about people we know or times in our own lives where we did not practice self-care and what it feels like not to put yourself first. Oftentimes, sisters, Black women, have learned from our parents and ancestors and grandmothers and neighbors to take care of ourselves last. And there's a generation of women that are like, uh-uh, <laughs> that's old school thinking, or how is that benefiting me? Or it's a way to look at it where I love and respect all I saw my ancestors and grandparents do, grandmothers, aunties. However, I know that they could have had perhaps happier, healthier lives had they incorporated some self-care, some self-love, right? It's important to have that balance. The reason we need self-care is because it provides a balance. Not all work, not all serving others, not always working yourself to a point where you're exhausted and not looking forward to the next day. Self-care encourages and excitement about what's next, what's upcoming. 
and how I'm deserving, how I'm deserving of care. Yeah. Self-care also is important because it teaches your loved ones that you feel worthy. And then they also know how to treat you. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Because I'm thinking about it. Do we often neglect ourselves in this area? I mean, Mm -hmm. as a patient, I know that I have put a lot of things on the shelf. So is there a lot of neglect, Mm -hmm. individual neglect when it comes to self-care? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think society has taught us, especially in this country, and there's research to document how we think about lunch, Mm. a working lunch. We utilize titles like if I say, Nicole, I've been running all day. I did this. I started at 5 a.m. And when I finally sat down, it was 11 o'clock at night. And I'm supposed to be sharing that with you as if it shows my strength. Yeah. And so for some reason, society may make you believe that the practice of self-care, the integration of it into your schedule and your life is selfish. And I would say maybe it is, but what's wrong with being selfish? Focusing on self. Yeah, because often it's all about us. Right. Who else is supposed to do it? Yeah, yeah. If I don't learn how to love myself enough to rest, to create a regular appointment for things that I love, massages, walks, naps, reading, if I don't add that into my schedule, then I can't expect to steal those moments away because they won't come. They will not come. And so sometimes people are bitter and resentful towards others because they did not integrate self-care into their life. It's a choice. It's a choice. So what you're talking about, it sounds like to help ourselves is all about developing some practices. Mm -hmm. Like you just mentioned a Mm -hmm. number of things. So can you just talk about that again? Because Mm -hmm. it sounds like it's really practices that we're missing. We are. And so finding out how to even figure out what do I want to do for self-care? What does it mean for me? What does it look like? I can't utilize perhaps the same things you do because it might not work for me the same. It might not make me feel the same. Maybe I don't want monthly massages or a trip to the hair salon or coffee with friends. So you have to figure out how it will benefit you. And you do that by understanding what you value. Do you value quiet time, time to read? Do you value long baths? Do you value walks? Do you value connecting with other breast care survivors in a way that feels therapeutic and connective and healing? Because you can schedule monthly sessions where you connect with other survivors as a way to incorporate self-care. It's important to gift yourself. I think we talked about this last session, like how do you gift yourself after a diagnosis? How do you gift yourself with the space to best understand the diagnosis and the prognosis and the possibilities and the doubt and the fear? Who's supposed to hold your hand through this? Yeah. You are responsible and capable of providing some of the care to yourself. And that's through self-care. You are capable and responsible. That is so encouraging. And we got it twisted. We got it twisted where we think, I got to keep doing the same routine after such a 
fearful diagnosis, shocking diagnosis. The body, again, the neurobiology, we go into shock when we hear stuff like that. Fear is incorporated in hearing it. What are you doing with that fear, the shock, the sadness, the anger, the depression? What are you doing with it? Sometimes we just house it. And we house it because we think we have to keep the show moving. Otherwise, what do I look like if I don't? Yeah. You know what? I share with the audience the last time on our first and suffering silence session that for the first time I had my appointment with a therapist, right? Mm -hmm. So that was a part of my beginning journey to healing and that self-care, right? Because it had gone neglected for so long and it took me to admit that I needed some help. So just hearing you, this is like a session in itself Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that you're telling me because you're opening my mind even more to recognize what I need to do when it comes to self-care. And so if you could just share some things that we can notice that as women, as African-American women, not as just that, but even survivors and patients, some things that we, like I just mentioned, how we neglect, but how can even other people or our family members kind of help us in this area and noticing some of the practices are helping us with practices as we get ready to come to a close to talk about some takeaway tips about Mm self-care. What can we do? Well, one of the things we can really do is understand that it's something we need to incorporate into our life on a regular basis. Some people do daily self-care things like their morning walk or their morning coffee on the balcony as the sun rises or listening to jazz music in the evenings before they rest. Some people incorporate stuff every day, but the incorporation of it is created by setting up a plan. Having a plan of action. It's not something Ah. you stumble into. You don't want to, oops, I took care of myself today because, you know, I went and got my nails done or I phoned a friend that I hadn't talked to in a while and we laughed, right? You want to have a calendar, a planned out agenda for self-care and include ideas, things you love to do, and maybe add in some stuff that you've never done before, but you're interested in or curious about. Right. Yes. Giving yourself an opportunity to, yep, I got the diagnosis, but I'm here. I'm here. I'm deserving of and I'm present and I will take care of myself in a way that will get me through this journey. Self-care is important because it puts us in a position where we build up our reserve. Yeah, I like that. We build up our reserve, our ability to deal with some of the major things we're going to deal with in life. And because I already have a planned calendar and I'm in the process and routine of taking care of Simone, some of the things that come my way, they hurt. Don't get me wrong. But I have something to go to to help me when I'm feeling my lowest. I have something already planned. Yeah. Because we don't plan. We don't plan. We don't. We just do. We don't. Yes. We're just like in a robotic mode. But I like that idea of having a plan. And so in sharing that with our audience, we encourage you to put together that self-care plan. Mm -hmm. And remember just to keep putting yourself first, because oftentimes, like my sister said, we're last. 
It's just a normal progression as women that we put ourselves last. So I like that point of having that plan and closing us out in this session. Just give us one thing for the plan. Should we even do some kind of journaling? Is that even a part of the plan? Mm-hmm. So journaling is definitely a self-care technique okay. that a lot of people that I work with and people that I know utilize on a regular basis. I hear women say, and people say all the time, I used to journal all the time. Why did I stop? I felt better when I did. It was a way for me to release emotions that I couldn't share with anyone. It's a way to reduce stress and anxiety. It's a way for me to go back and review what I felt like last week, last year, last month, and see where I am now, seeing your progress, your emotional healing progress as you have this journey with this diagnosis. It's something you can really do to give yourself a viewpoint. Where am I at in this journey, right? Journaling is delicious. Self-care plans can also include lists of people and things Mm -hmm. that are helpful to you. Dr. Nicole is a person for me, right? I can go (laughs) to, I can call, I can rely on to be a listener. And I would put Nicole, great listener. (sighs) Yes. I might put Erica Joy, great prayer partner. Yes. Yes. I might put Peyton, my movie hangout partner, right? (laughs) As a reminder (laughs) that I'm not alone. The lists remind you that you're not alone. Making a list on its own is self-care, right? Collection of things that encourage me to feel better. Maybe my grandmother's and my mother's pictures up who I know would say to me, Simone, take care of yourself. I can hear them right now, right? Reminders. Physical self-care things could be a treasure box with things like bath salts or your favorite music or something (laughs) that you remember as a kid that made you laugh. I love lavender. So scents, scents, filling your home and your spaces with scents that you like, right? Yes. Making sure you always have your favorite lotions to lotion your skin in the evening, taking care of that largest organ on your body, the skin. The skin we're in, right? Mm-hmm. It's an environment. Mm-hmm. It's an environment. We're creating an environment that is just building on that self-care. Because you mentioned that I love incense. I love lighting mm-hmm. candles. So I'm creating that atmosphere, that peaceful place. And that's a part of my self-care. It is. Because I feel like I'm at peace when I have this space, this quietness here, and I could just go into some thoughts. So mm-hmm. I'm glad to know that I'm on track. <laughs> yes, you are. Self-care too, for me, oftentimes is organizing. Okay. Or getting rid of, right? I remember Oprah used to say, make sure when you walk in your home, your home stands up to greet you. Oh, I love And that. I never forgot it. And so when I walk into my home, I love the scents that I've put in there. A made up bed that's full of pillows. I love it. I love a clean home. Mm-hmm. I love when I open my closet, I can find what I'm looking for, right? So those things are ways, too, to take care of yourself. And people think that that is not self-care. But when things are frazzled and unorganized and scattered about, it creates some anxiety and some stress for that you, right? so true. That is so true. It does. I need to figure out what activities rejuvenate me, right? If yes. you like riding bikes, you don't have to ride a mile. You don't have to ride up a hill. You can ride around the block. 
I love to roller skate, so I try to do it every Sunday. Man, I wish roller skating. <laughs> yes. You don't have to miss it. You can start a plan. Get your calendar out. Absolutely. That's the plan. That's a part of the plan. Yes. So, hey, I think we're almost out of time with this session, but this has been a great conversation as we've just tested a little bit about self-care. But I think you've taken away some nuggets about having this plan mm-hmm. that we can put together all about self-care. And I just like to thank listeners for rejoining us again. It's all about these conversations. Yes. Conversations that heal. Sisters Saving Sisters podcast. We just want to thank you for joining in. And can you just join us for the next conversation that we have? Until then, be encouraged. Yes, be encouraged. And set a self-care plan today. Today. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Subscribe or follow us in your favorite podcast app. Until next time, stay encouraged.